Chapter 14. The Big Thaw? Question mark. For the next couple of weeks, whenever Sam came into the shop, I'd always disappear into the back and let one of the other girls help him. Only Sonia knew the reason for my sudden disappearance, and I kept this up until all the senior girls were gone. After they had all left, a week and a half had passed with no sign of Sam, so I began to relax. The summer was almost over, and I was looking forward to school starting. I was that much closer to leaving home, going to college, being my own boss, and leaving all this drama behind. I just had one more year. Besides, there were so many more guys outside of Ashbury for me to see and flirt with guys from all over the world, even. Sam was not the only fish in the sea, I reminded myself time and time again. Oh, but what a fish. Just before closing on Friday night, I'd begun the preliminary cleaning. Another shift was ending, and thankfully no Sam. Maybe he'd gone elsewhere for his food now that I was the only one here at night, I told myself. Whenever I was in the back room cleaning, I'd look through the curtain to see if there were any customers. I'd just finished and was drying my hands to head back out when I looked through the curtain to see none other than Sam standing at the counter. I jumped back away from the curtain, hoping he hadn't seen me. Why am I always jumping to hide from him? What was I going to do? Stay back there until he gave up and left? What if he doesn't leave? I had to close sometime. Then again, he only had so much time for his dinner break. Could I wait him out? As I stood there contemplating what to do, a young family walked into the shop. Ugh! I muttered to myself. Now I had to go deal with Sam. Emerging from behind the curtain, drying my hands, I asked, Who's first? and looked from Sam to the family, never acknowledging that I knew Sam any better than the other customers. I hoped that Sam would say it was him so I could wait on him and he'd go. I looked from one to the other waiting, when the man from the family pointed to Sam, indicating that he was before them, and with a sigh of relief, I walked towards Sam when, God bless the little dear, he pointed towards the family. No, go ahead. I'm not in a hurry. I can wait, he told the family. Are you sure? The lady asked as she held her little girl who was whining and trying to reach over the glass to the candy. No, Am, stop, she said, setting her down. Really? I thought. I don't swear, but if I did, this would have been a good time to do it. Inwardly, I rolled my eyes as I walked over to the small family. How can I help you? I asked with a welcoming smile, standing in front of the candy counter. I could now see the second child standing on the other side of the glass, hungrily staring at the candy that was eye level. I laughed at the little boy's expression. Hi there, I said, leaning over the glass shelf so he'd see me. Do you see something you'd like? We'd like to get a pound of the peanut clusters, please, the mother said, pulling my attention away from the little boy. Which would you prefer, the white chocolate or milk chocolate, I asked. Why don't we... The mom started, but was interrupted by the little boy tapping his little finger on the pane of glass, pointing at the stars made of pure white chocolate with colored sprinkles. Mommy, can we get these? He asked. Get these? Said his little sister. No, we'll only get some candy to take to Grandma's tomorrow. You can have some of that. The little girl started to cry. You could see that she was tired, as were her parents. The dad picked her up to console her and divert her attention away from the candy so the mother could continue with her order. Why don't we take um, half a pound of the white chocolate and uh, half a pound of the milk chocolate? And two stars, Mommy. Would you like this in a box or a bag, I asked. 
box, please, she said before turning to the little boy. I said, no, Roy, you can have some of Grandma's candy. Roy's bottom lip began to quiver and his big brown eyes filled with tears. Mommy, I want it. I'll show a sissy, he promised, but his mother ignored him. The boxes were kept under the counter, as was the excess candy, so when I knelt to get the box, I dropped four of the star candies into a small bag and placed it in the box after including the clusters. Then, as I kept the mother engaged in conversation, I closed the lid and put the box in a bag, all the while hoping the mom hadn't seen what I'd done. I rang up the total ode and handed her the bag. By this time, the father had the little girl out in the hallway, quietly sitting on his lap as they waited. I watched the family leave, hoping that perhaps Sam had run out of time on his dinner break and left. But when I turned, he was still there, standing next to the caramel corn bin. I grudgingly walked towards him and felt a flinch coming in anticipation of our interaction. Yet I couldn't help but admire how handsome he looked, dressed in a shirt and tied leaning against the bin, smiling. I had to be strong and not allow his wicked good looks to weaken my resolve to stay aloof. I refused to smile. So I bit my inner lip and tried to think of things I didn't like as in rats, spiders, and hoppy. This helped a bit with masking my expression or emotion. I asked, what would you like? You know, that was really a nice thing you did, said Sam, smiling. Hmm, not sure the mom will think that, but what can I say? I'm a rebel. I responded, still thinking of spiders dead rats and hopping. What would you like? I asked, changing the subject and frowning as those gorgeous eyes twinkled at me. <laughs> he chuckled. <laughs> I'll take a hot dog if you still have any. I looked over at the single shriveled hot dog going around in the carousel. You really want that? It's been in there for about five hours. Sure. Shaking my head in disbelief, I said, you must have a gut of iron. Sam only chuckled. Normally, I'd just throw it away, but I'll give it to you this time, no charge. I stated as I walked over to the carousel by the register with Sam following on the other side of the counter. I'll pay for it, he said, reaching into his pants pocket. Okay, then, that'll be 50 cents, I said, and don't think you can come back here when you get sick from this old thing. Holding my nose, I took it from the carousel with a pair of long tongs, put it in the bun, and handed it to him, all to the musical sound of his laughing at my antics once more. I won't, I'm telling you, he said, patting his stomach. Gotta iron. He dropped two quarters on the counter. Walking around to the end of the counter, I gave him a bored look and said, eh, whatever. He laughed as he walked out of the shop, shaking his head, still keeping eye contact with me as he took a big bite of the hot dog. There was no mistaking that twinkle in his eye. I sighed to myself as I felt my knees begin to weaken. Outwardly, I maintained the bored look on my face while I followed and closed one of the glass doors after him. Mmm, he said as he headed back to his store. While closing the shop, I couldn't stop thinking about what had just occurred. How did I suddenly get in his good graces? Or was this a one-off? Only time would tell, I guess, but I had to admit I loved seeing that twinkle in his eyes and hearing him laugh in response to me or as he teased me. I wondered what Hoppy would say if she knew about all his attempts at speaking with me again. Boy, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when she found that out, I thought, snickering to myself. 
As summer passed by, Sam would wave to me on his way to work, and I would coolly nod back, which only made him laugh. Why? I had no idea. He continued coming to the shop on his dinner breaks on the nights I was there alone, wearing me down, making it harder and harder to think of dead rats, spiders, and even hoppy. Instead, I found myself thinking of romantic, star-filled, moonlit nights, holding hands and getting lost in the dark abyss of his eyes. I knew he was still with Hoppy, so I'd do or say anything I wanted without worry. I, I had nothing to lose. I loved how free I felt. I didn't care. He got the Gracie that everyone else got. I think he liked it, maybe even preferred it. I mean, come on, he kept coming back. As time progressed, when he came for dinner, he would stick around and we'd discuss everything. Everything except why he'd stopped speaking to me. As happy as I was with this new version of our friendship, I was so curious as to what had caused our old friendship to stop. And if truth were told, my heart would beat a little faster when he came in, and the embers of my crush were beginning to warm.